Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. Today, we are doing a little something special. We're going to do a little bit of the best predicaments from the Mistborn Era 1 trilogy, and then maybe talk about a couple other little things Mistborn Era 1 related. And then we are moving into, we read for this week, the Skadrian System essay from Arcane Unbounded, and then part one of Secret History, wherein Kelsier is back as a ghost or something. So some interesting stuff happened. Uh, he gets to punch God and not disappear. Well, it's, 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 it's weird. So I'm Data, and with me is... Jack. Jamie. And Joe. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Push the kinetics. A troubled spirit breaking through. A bit of debt to repay new song is called upside down by miracle of sound and it's based on uh, on stranger things i almost said stranger than fiction that's a different thing than stranger things <laughs> <laughs> yes and i totally know what it sounds like i mean i've <laughs> never we just heard it right everybody just heard it for the first time Every, ever. everybody but you just heard it so. yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so okay I thought it would be fun to start out with, uh, I picked one prediction, and these are all actually from the first book. So one prediction from each of you that was really good, or uh, crazy coincidence maybe, or just uh, just I thought it was fun. So that will, we're going to do three of these. Let's see, do I want to do them in like chronological order, or hmm, let's, do, let's do reverse chronological, just like that means anything. So from episode 17, this is going to be towards the end of the first book. And obviously towards the end, because it has to be after Kelsier died. Here's here's what Joe said. I'm still holding out some small glimmer of hope that somehow Kelsier will reappear in more than a cantor form, whether that be Jedi ghost or something. Okay, so Joe predicts that Kelsier will be back in some form. And obviously, until this episode, we couldn't actually talk about the fact that that came true. So, so I don't know. What do you what, what do you guys think of uh, that prediction? I feel like it could have, like you could have made the argument for when Spook had the crazy visions uh, at the end of Hero of Ages, because that seemed to be leaning pretty heavily on this is Kelsier, he's not gone yet, so. That's true. Well, I guess if nothing else, it was like, say, just like, oh yeah, Kelsier asked me to make you Mistborn. So it's like, oh, well, he's definitely there somewhere. But I don't know, have you guys been expecting him to come back in some way at some point still? Or was that, I mean, this, this would have been right after he died basically that joe made that prediction so has it have we given up on that since then or what i um i had thought once we had seen kelsier come back in fake ruin form that that was really going to be the end like that was not we weren't going to actually get a kelsier we were going to get uh, a fake out kelsier um until until we got to the point in the third book when uh when Spook is talking to somebody randomly 
uh, in a dream and then wakes up and has to deliver some kind of message. At that point, I thought, well, maybe that's supposed to be Kelsier. Uh, and then we get the confirmation at the end of the third book that he exists in some form or fashion. But apparently since Finn and, and uh, Ellender in the afterlife, that could have meant that he's just in the afterlife as well. But apparently he wanted to be stuck permanently in between, which uh, I'm guessing he got a lot more than he bargained for on that. <laughs> I think it's a real case. Oh, so far it's a case of be careful what you wish for. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think we'd see Kelsier again. I figured that he would just be, yeah, like a memory or a tool for people to use or, or something like that. Yeah, sure. I've been an Ellender in the afterlife. It's, it makes sense that Kelsey is there too and Sage can probably speak to him there, but I didn't think he would, like, we'd actually see him in story or in new story again. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to to get another viewpoint from him. Yeah, and apparently Brandon really went back and forth for a long time because, I mean, Secret History was published after the most recent Mistborn Era 2 book, so that was like three, four years ago now, I think. So between, so that 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 was, that's like almost... Oh. 10 years that it's like, eh, am I going to bring him back? Am I not? And apparently he went back and forth some, but eventually decided in this case, the story that he had in mind was justified what he was doing. So we'll see I if you guys agree. It's not so much a case of he's been resurrected. You know, yeah, I know like really. Brandon was kind of not really, I think we spoke about that probably back in the first book that like once they're dead, they're dead. You know, you don't, don't bring them back. He wasn't a big fan of that. If I'm remembering correctly, but yeah, if you know he's he's not really been resurrected it's just beyond you know so i i can kind of buy that more than all of a sudden kelsey is showing up and it's like guys i'm back <laughs> i never really Did left you, you this me? whole time i've been with you <laughs> that that would that would kind of be a bit of a cop out i think but i i like how it's been done so far yeah he's uh He's a wily one, that Kelsier, and then uh, it, you're, you're, it definitely seems kind of be careful of what you wish for from what we've seen so far. I agree with you. It's like it didn't go that well for him. No. Uh, okay. So the next one is from episode 13 of the show. So this that's a little more than halfway through. But at this point, we're still in the middle of the book, the first book. And the only time we've heard about the Hero of Ages is, you know, the uh, the little clips from the logbook that we got of uh, the hero as he's going up the mountain, right? So this one is from Jamie. And by the way, this one, I got, I've gotten so many emails about this one. When people reach this episode, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she said that. <laughs> I, I don't think that our hero of ages is going to be uh, like Kelsey or Vin, but I was thinking that maybe it could be saved. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured by this point you would have forgotten that because it was just a random thing that you threw out in the middle of the first book. And then yeah. it, it doesn't come up again, really. We're not that curious about who's the hero of ages until the third book. So, but yeah, yeah. there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to do it. Yep, 100%. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd really just um, studied the first bit of the book and went, nah, this is not possible. <laughs> Oh, yes, there's so many emails where they're like, oh, she said, oh, I can't believe she said that she's going to go crazy when she figures it out. And I respond, I'm like, I really doubt that she's going to remember that she said that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because I, I didn't remember her saying that when we did the first book either. Of course, I think we all remember the uh, well thought out theory in the, when we were reading the second book that he would be the hero of ages. But that's pretty awesome that she said that back in the first book. I, I did not remember that at all. No. 
even when I was thinking about it in the second book, I didn't remember I said that in the first book. Yeah. I probably said it and then immediately forgot about it. It was just like, la-da-da-da. It's just one of those things you throw out as like, oh, maybe, but who knows? Yeah, I don't even remember how, how – I mean, I think maybe the Hero of Ages was mentioned only like a couple of times at that point, and we weren't even sure what it was. And we're just like, oh, well, there's a hero. It's got to be one of our characters, right? And we talked about briefly, like, who could it be? But yeah, yeah. it turns out uh, the hero, the hero did that. Alendi was not the hero or something, and uh, Sazed was. So good call. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, it's funny because, like, right after that episode, there were emails about it. And then w- new people watching or, like, listening through, rather, they get to that point and they're like, oh, I got to write an email about this. This is great. So, just randomly as we read the books, I get an email about episode 13. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could provide our listeners with something to email about. <laughs> I swear I didn't read ahead. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. It's funny how long everyone has to wait for that payoff. That's like, you know, uh, like eight, ten months ago now. And they're like, oh, I can't wait yeah. till we get to the point where everyone finds out that was right. <laughs> yeah, a payoff. Wow. Yeah, a payoff 10 months in the making. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and the last one is obviously, since we did Joe and Jamie, is from Dak. And this is all the way back in episode six. And I don't know. Okay, I'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll play it first and then we go into it. What if the Atium is the deepness distilled into, like, metallic form? Into volcanoes. Yeah, got it. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so I don't know if if that's exactly right, since the deep the mists were the deepness, and the deepness was kind of preservation, but also it was ruin, like, making the mists worse to create the deepness. So it may not be the, like, the Jamie turns out to be 100% accurate on the spot prediction, but everyone thinks it's it was thought it was very uncanny, like, oh, he's kind of really close to the truth there. But again, it's one of those predictions I kind of threw out there and then did absolutely nothing with it. So, <laughs> Well, because eventually we found out what Adium does. That was before we even knew what Adium does, I think. So it's just like, oh, really? Uh, what is Adium? I don't know, something, right? Fair point. Yeah, I mean, the reason I think you came up with the volcano theory was because Data asked us, like, what do you think it does? And so if we're only in episode six, I think the volcano theory was like episode two. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I think it's even funnier because you, you, you held on to it. You were like, nope, I am going to die on this hill. <laughs> this is what it does, and this is this is just it. And it's like you've actually gotten onto something that's so significant throughout the whole trilogy, and you have no idea <laughs> just how significant it was. <laughs> well, And really, once we found out what the deepness kind of was, it could have been that he's like, oh, I mean, he basically said, like, Adium is, we find we find out Adium is the physical form of Ruin. So that was, like, a huge reveal where it's like, oh, Adium is Ruin's body, and he's been looking for it, and that's one of the reasons it's been so important this whole time. And so he kind of hit that early on where it was like, maybe yeah. Adium is the physical form of the bad thing because the Deepness was, like, the, the evil, unknowable tentacle monster uh, <laughs> to us at that point. So... If if you if you remembered and held on to that, maybe you would have figured out the Adium is ruined thing before anyone else had a chance to. As it is, only the audience remembered, and they're like, "Oh man, well, how close was he on that?" <laughs> Zara inside into the Discord and what goes on there. <laughs> okay, so yes, those are the predicaments. There were other ones, and there were some pretty decent ones from like uh, like book two 
and even some good ones from book three, but by book three, things are getting so res- kind of resolved and we're understanding stuff more that I was just like, eh, we don't need to pull a bunch out from there. That's even though up to the end of the book, we still had no idea where things were going. So maybe that's not fair, but anyway. We definitely have a lot more pieces of the puzzle by the time you're getting into book three. So it, it's kind of, it's interesting to to finally look at the predicaments that we couldn't talk about at the end of book one mm-hmm. because they hadn't been resolved at that point. So yeah, a bit more entertaining to go back to the early stuff for sure. Yep. Uh, I've had those sitting in a folder since the end of book one when we did the predicaments <laughs> episode at that time. And I was like, okay, we're keeping these. Wow. I, I added a couple more as we went along and I was like, maybe we're going to do thinking maybe we'd do a big predicaments episode type thing. But by the time we got here, it's like, nah, we'll, we'll do a little piece of it and then move it, move on to other things. Next, I've been promising everyone for, especially Dak, for all this time that we were going to do the look at the hemallergy chart and try to figure out what any of it meant. And it still doesn't help all that much, but it helps a little <laughs> more. So there's, and I'm going to use this as our, uh, our Instagram photo. So if anyone doesn't want to go out and Google the hemallergy chart, you can look at uh, our Instagram and find the same thing. But basically, we've got the four sets of four metals and what they can steal and where they have to go on a human body to give these powers. Well, sort of. Sort of, uh, yeah. Yeah, like it, there's, a, there's a little note over there that says, oh, yeah, like there's actually hundreds of points all over the body that any of the spikes could go. This is specifically to make Inquisitors. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> But it's interesting to see, kind of get a look at it. Like you can see where the linchpin is that they remove in the first book that uh, they've only talked about up till now. But you can see like the dark one right beneath the neck, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so different metals take different things and you got to put them in particular places, depending on what the thing is to give those powers. Uh, yeah, I think if you, you might hit. In my head, it was all just, uh, you know, the spike steals the power. But looking at some of these descriptions, it's like, no, actually, it's, it just steals something from the person. Like, well, it doesn't have to be a power. It could be an attribute of that person. Okay, so that's not that's not 100%. Because, like, for instance, it says tin steals senses, but that's like, I think that that's like uh, tin is stealing the senses' powers. Like, you know, so, well, maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I don't know, because, like, it's ha- it has the... The, next to it, the steel one says steals physical alimantic powers, which yep. would include the senses, yeah? Which would include the senses, you're right, yeah. So maybe I don't even understand this as well as I was thinking. But some of the stuff on here is uh, stuff that you can see on the ferrochemical chart. So when it says, like, if you look at the bottom, duralumin steals connection slash identity. That's that's something that ferrochemists can, like, store. If you look at the, the in the back of the second book, had the ferrochemy Ars Arcanum chart. Uh, but it's not stuff that we've discussed because they haven't discussed it in the book. They honestly, they're not quite sure in some cases what that even means. But yeah, I mean, and you're right. It says copper steals like intelligence, so you can take lots of stuff. Yeah. But it's interesting that when you look at the god metals, lorassium can just steal all abilities at the same time. But as far as like you know, a mistborn, if you burn some lorassium, then you get the mistborn power. So. If you had a whole big spike made out of it, that would be kind of a waste. True. But Adium can steal any power. And that's what the epigraphs are talking about. Ruin was pissed at having to just steal one power from someone instead of all of them if they were misborn. Yeah, right. Not that if it only... needs to be specifically an Adium spike for that, but... Yeah, right. But if he had a Lorassium spike, I guess he could have stolen all the powers. That would have been kind of, once again, a, a real waste. But Yeah. 
and I like that aluminum just removes all the powers. So you could just like stab somebody with an aluminum spike and take all their powers. I don't know. Man, that'd actually be like if if they knew about that fighting the Inquisitors, that would actually just be like a, a bloody nuke, right? It's like, yeah, we got the, we got these spikes. They're not gonna know what's coming, and like the Inquisitors get stabbed, and it's like, hey, that's not meant to happen to us. Oh God, what's happening? You can make like an aluminum sword and stab somebody with it, or maybe maybe to become like a, a ferrochemical spike, it has to like go through and kill somebody first. Yes. So you'd have to stab somebody through the heart first, and then stab an Inquisitor with it. <laughs> And then is this also that the spike needs to be placed in that particular area to be effective? Well, that's a question because all I really have is the chart, but I'm assuming mm. that the different color spikes, it's like if you want to give a physical power, you have to put that spike where one of the physical spikes is showing. That's my guess, but I don't know that for sure. Mm. Which, I mean, it would explain why uh, the, they got two of those dark physical spikes in the eyes for like the physical alimantic power of steel or whatever yeah or maybe one's for iron one's for steel i don't know but so basically hemallergy is really complicated and that's the yeah. main thing that we learned very i like the bottom left. spiked under the knees Ugh. it seems to kind of skip over the knees so maybe that's yeah, under the knee thing. that would that would suck well, you, you, yeah you struggle to bend your legs properly doing after that yeah yeah so i'm gonna crash oh either. god i stabbed myself again I mean, they have spike spikes in the eyes, so yeah. You know, maybe it's just like a maybe a knee replacement would work. <laughs> it's like I got an artificial kneecap made out of a fer or a hemallergic spike. It's great. <laughs> but I like even this chart isn't completely sure because in the bottom left it's like chromium might steal destiny. Yeah, I saw that. Whatever the heck that means. The one next to it says steals investiture. What the hell is that? <laughs> so okay, yeah. <laughs> That's something that'll come up as we move further, but basically, in in the Cosmere, the word investiture means, like, uh, the power of magic. So, you know, there's an energy to magic, to just whatever magic system, whatever planet we're on, it uses an energy in some way, and that magical energy is called investiture. Right. Oh, yeah, it's brought up in the essay a couple of times. I feel like they mentioned that phrase, yeah, investiture. I, I read yeah. it pretty much after we finished the last episode, so... Well, I guess let's go ahead and move over into the chapters that we did this week. And right. uh, hold, on, hold on, before we do, just one other thing. Yeah. Under gold, it says steals hybrid ferrochemical powers. Yeah. Uh, okay, what? So, okay, hold on. Let me bring up the ferrochemy chart, because I think that may just be the name of one of the sections of the ferrochemy chart, but I don't remember for 100%. Let me look here. Okay, I'm just grabbing the second book, too. So, yes, there are four of the ferrochemical powers are called hybrid powers. There's, like, physical, spiritual, cognitive, and hybrid. Uh, okay. So, for instance, healing is a hybrid power. Okay, right. Or Electrum stores determination. You enter a depressed state during storage, and then you can tap it later to enter a manic phase. So you can make yourself uh, bipolar with Electrum, basically. That seems odd. Yep. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we take medication to not feel those ways. I feel like uh, that's counterintuitive, but whatever. But actually, some some of the ferrochemical powers are pretty cool that we have we haven't seen because either they don't know that metal or it just didn't come up. Uh, for instance, cadmium it says uh, stores breath, so you have to hyperventilate during storage, but then you can tap it and you don't have to breathe. Pretty good uh, if you're underwater or something. Right. And so begins the terraceman scuba diving trips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or bendeloy stores nutrition and calories. So you can eat a bunch and store that and then uh, 
without feeling full or gaining weight, and then you can use that later so that you don't have to eat. And apparently, I think I read that you can use, like, one for food and a separate one for, like, liquids. Hmm. Man, that would be useful. Yeah. This is all just raising further questions. Right. <sighs> so, yeah. Good. Uh, uh, ferrochemy also is more complicated than we even know. Bringing up what we read this time. Going into... I gotta say... I love one of the things I love about this book is the star charts of each uh, system. I'm just a map person. I love maps. And so the star charts I, I enjoy, but I do like that. We, sh- we see the old orbit, which I think is got to be the during the final empire, since it's so much closer to the sun and then the new orbit that is further away from the sun. I'm so disappointed. They, you know, it's called the old calendar, and the new calendar rather than the Russia and the sazed calendars. <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. So these essays are actually written by a character in universe who we will meet at some point, a scholarly type. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. It's all from that person's perspective. I was going to say, yeah, this doesn't seem like sazed, but no one else in the books that we've read so far has this information. So yeah, it's, it's somebody I'm, I'm toying with the idea of naming space Norton. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Really? It's great. Uh, this person actually also wrote the Ars Arcanum at the end of each of the books in oh. Universe, and uh, you don't see that much personality come out in the uh, the Mistborn ones, but in some of the later ones, you can get a feeling that, oh, I see the personality of the person writing this. It's not just dry, like, this does this, whatever, you know? Yeah. So they're a fairly uh, important character in the, in the meta of the Cosmere, but anyway. So... I, I guess actually, before we start into it, what did you guys think of what we read this time? We didn't do that yet. So, thoughts? I mean, pretty good. I, honestly, going into secret history, I'm just like, I don't even know what to expect. I don't know who we're going to see, if anyone we know, or what it's going to be about. I was just completely blank. So then I open up, the first thing I see is Kelsey getting killed. And I'm like, oh, we're back here. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I, I, it, it just seemed like, yeah, the whole, the whole uh, stuff we read... Uh, was just interactions between Kelsia, Preservation, and Rashek, and every one of their interactions, I just kept laughing. You know, Kelsia punching out God. Yep. Uh, and just like, oh, I don't know what else to do, so this this usually works for me, and just, like, yeah, decks him. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I think my favorite bit was towards the end, when after Rashek has died, he's come down to the well, taken one look at Kelsia and Preservation, staying there, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm out, I'm gone, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah. It was just, it was just so funny. He's just like, yeah, no, I'm not staying here with you two dweebs. <laughs> He's so full of himself, even after he dies. It's just like, dude, you, it, it just, turns out you're not God, right? You just died, so maybe take it down a peg. Yeah. It just, it just seemed like he, he's like, I know what I'm about. I did my best, didn't work. All right, screw it. I'm not gonna waste time lamenting the fact. It's, it, it is kind of reminiscent of the, the, the plates where he's like. I should probably care, but if you read the if you end up reading this and it's actually happening, then I'm gonna be dead. So whatever. I am one thousand years old. I don't give a fuck. Imagine being really pissed off though. You've you've worked on this project for a thousand years, and you're like one year off. <laughs> oh yeah. And someone kills you. Like I'd be pretty pissed off too. Uh, that's a good point. You've lined it all up so perfectly, and then this idiot comes along, <laughs> not quite knowing the whole picture. Arranges for you to be killed, and now the world's going to be destroyed. Like, yeah, I'd be pretty annoyed, too. <laughs> I like uh, I like how disdainful he is of preservation, too, because he knows who preservation is. He knows right? that's where he got his power, yeah. but he's just like, ugh, you. 
I, I want to move on just so I don't have to stare at you. It's true. It's kind of surprising. It's like, oh, yeah, that's God. But uh, I've, I've been God for a thousand years as far as I'm concerned. So whatever. I'm, so, I'm yeah, not impressed. I, think, I did a better I think job than even, you. At, yeah. I think at one point he even, like, maybe comments that, like, uh, he's weak. Yeah. So it, it's close to that. So. I mean, preservation God is kind of losing it. So You're not just, <laughs> you know what? No, I held this together. You had nothing to do with this. Oh, my God. Just leave me alone. Let me go die in peace, would you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I wasn't sure what to expect out of Secret History. I think I thought it might have been more about sort of pre-Well of Ascension type activities, mm. maybe pre-Rashek or something like that. But when we started reading that Kelsey had died and we were getting Kelsey's perspective on what happened next, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of cool. I, I enjoy sort of seeing the other side of this and, you know, he didn't just, just cease to exist and, and watching – him sort of find out little bits I, that we've sort of spent three three books lo- sorry three books learning about and now this information is all just sort of coming to him and he's like what what <laughs> oh my god how's my plan going and and just in classic Kelsey fashion it's like well the rules don't apply to me let's <laughs> let's go so I think that was a pretty cool way of looking at it too and be interesting to sort of see how he interprets all the events, like I mean, this this first part that we read is what was it called Empire, I think. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the end of the page, the next chapter, uh, the next part's called Well. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's a part for each book or something he's going to learn about what's coming up in all of the other books. I was like, ah, oh, getting his perspective on this stuff would be really cool. So I am excited to learn more about what he's going to learn. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating that it, it takes us three books to get some of this information, and then Kelsier dies back in book one. And it's like oh, let me tell you all this stuff that uh, nobody else knows. Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't have told us back then? Jeez. (laughs) So I guess my question is how, how many chapters are there or how many, how many many parts parts are there? There are one moment. There are six parts. Okay. So it's not super long. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a thing about stuff. A thing about stuff. Correct. I assume it's going to take, I mean, my assumption, and maybe I'm way off base here, is that it's going to take us through Kelsier's perspective of all three of uh, of the books. But maybe it'll go beyond that. I don't know. That's just the sense I'm getting since we started back at his death at book one. Mm. And then, really, we only made it to the Lord Ruler's death. So Yeah, still book one, like three chapters yeah, later or something. Exactly. So that would lead me to believe that you know, we're gonna see if Kelsier's kind of stuck to the well. When Vin opens the well, I'm, you know, I'm wondering if and releases Ruin. I'm wondering if that kind of releases Kelsier as well, or if he's still stuck there. That'd be, that's mm. an, I'm, be, I'm interested to know what's what's gonna kind of happen with that. So, if he's stuck there at least until then, then I guess he'd miss like all of Book Two, basically. Maybe by then, preservation will be nice enough to him to be like, here, you can you can hear what's going on. Take a listen. <laughs> Look, I'm going out for my my visits around town. You want to come with me? Take my hand. Ghost of Christmas present sort of thing. It's like, yeah. yeah. Or maybe, I, and I don't know, maybe Kelsier is the one that encourages ruin, or ruin, encourages preservation to make himself manifest as the Mistborn spirit. Or maybe Kelsier is the Mistborn spirit. And he just, well, no, because we know the Mistborn spirit dies at the end of the, or in the third book and yeah, falls over book. and it's, 
It's not yeah. Kelsier's body. Yeah, um, the body is as described yeah, here. Right. But maybe Kelsier's the one that encourages him to actually like reach out and, and take part in the events that are unfolding. Yeah, could be. He's, he seems good at encouraging uh, preservation to do things, even if preservation doesn't necessarily want to. Okay. I guess let's do this thing. So this person talks about in this essay kind of just general information, but it's like, so the inner system here is empty, uh, except for the, the one planet, obviously, which is fortuitous considering the changes the system is. Yeah. If there'd been another planet, like somewhere in the inner system, as this one moved around, that would probably be bad. The remarkable thing is how Skadrill, uh, about Skadrill is how well humankind has flourished despite repeated cataclysms. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that's happened. But they, it says, other planets have had worse disasters, but none of them, on none of them will you find a thriving, technologically advanced society as exists on Skadrial. We don't know necessarily at what point she's writing this, so it could be that she considers the, the world just after the final empire to be technologically advanced, or maybe this is way later. Can't you just use they? I don't like this he, she <laughs> trickery. <laughs> oh, it's Orion again, is it? Yep, it's Orion again. All right. Okay. And they think uh, that with, if the Lord Ruler hadn't repressed technology for a thousand years, then Skadrill would be the most advanced planet in the Cosmere, basically. It says, even without interac- the interaction between societies that we enjoy in Silverlight. There's your first think. look at something that exists somewhere else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, assuming that's a planet. Skadrill is another Dishardic planet. Etymology nerds, die means two. So we're <laughs> talking two shards here. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, uh, and I mean, it says several times in several times in the essay we have the word shards capitalized. Shards. And I have to say, Joe mentions that word last time. He's like, I think so. If this is a sliver, I think maybe we're dealing with like shards or a gem. And infinity uh, gem. Shards <laughs> is a pretty important concept uh, within the Cosmere. So I, I, I totally in the in the Discord, I was like, so Joe says like this one word in this episode that's about to come out, and I was like didn't say anything out loud but in my in my head i was like how did you just intuit the existence of this concept i hate you so much <laughs> of shards <laughs> yeah i i thought that shard had, had been sent said before i don't think so you were like it's a sliver so i think sliver would be part of like a gem i'm or probably a drawing from my magic the gathering knowledge because honestly <laughs> shard magic blue magic it's all it's all there <laughs> sliver because, you know, slivers are a thing in Magic the Gathering, although I don't think they're shards, so I don't know. <laughs> Fantasy roleplay shards, slivers, it's all the same. But interestingly, they're like, this is one of the two places in the Cosmere that humankind does not predate the arrival of shards. In fact, they're convinced the planet didn't even exist before the shards, Ruin and Preservation, showed up. So Ruin and Preservation are shards. You gotta give that a hard D, man, because I keep thinking you're saying something else. <laughs> shard it's hard it's hard to rd mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and i thought shard was the funny part but hard d is even better <laughs> so ruin and preservation found a, a, a system that didn't have a planet or any planets in the habitable area and they chose that so they could basically create whatever they wanted undoubtedly they used the humans from yolan as a model Indeed, both of them were human before their ascension. So look at all this information that's just flying out here. I think we kind of yep, figured that we've were, heard a, uh, yeah. yeah, and we've heard ascension before. before. Yeah, we've yeah. heard that term. Well, so. the well of ascension and such, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they they both drop bodies that look distinctly human. So, uh, but also the flora and fauna on Skadriel are very similar to what you will find on Yolin, the non-fane parts, of course. Skadriel, well, I guess unless you count Yolin, Skadriel is kind of the most Earth-like planet of the different ones that we will visit. The animals are mostly the animals that you would expect to find on Earth. Uh, that is not true of all the other planets, necessarily. Yeah, you know, aside from the occasional blob monster. Well, yeah, except, but we know that those were created artificially by the Lord Ruler, right? So, are there animals on Skadriel besides the created ones that are different than ones on Earth? Could I don't you give us an example. Not off the top of, of my head, I don't think. Yeah, I, th- I think if we're not counting the created ones like Coloss and uh, Mist Wraiths, I think all the rest are going to be animals that we know from Earth. You see how you just called a Coloss an animal? Oh, <laughs> how yeah. Stuff? Coloss are people too. Human is human, so Vi- yeah. violent, spiky people, but hu- but people nonetheless. Uh, okay, and so, uh, the planet is exactly 1.0 Cosmere standard in size. Good to know, right? Ah, uh, the math section. Yeah. Yeah, because you know I was worried about the just size about... of the planet in proportion to the other planets that I didn't know anything about. <laughs> Well, you know, they're writing an essay about the system and the planets, so that's the kind of stuff that they, that goes in there. Uh, and I, I like that they're like, okay, so I can't really speak to the personalities of the vessels. That's not my field. Uh, if you want to know about that, talk to one of my colleagues who specializes in pre-shattering biography and history rather than an arcanist. There's just all kinds of stuff mixed up in there. That it's like, oh, what is this even? Okay. Yeah, this is all just like the, this is stuff that will be relevant later. Like, there's a, like yep. there's a lot going to happen between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all these terms I'm throwing at you because it's going to be a thing. Oh, gosh. Pre-shattering. Come on. Yeah, pre-shattering. If, if you know your, your etymology, pre is before. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shat is to poop. I get it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So somebody shat a ring, but this happened before. So, so uh, they're like, the, the, there's a lot of magic here. I would challenge someone to identify another planet, save Roshar. That's the planet from uh, Stormlight, by the way. Where one can find such strength of investiture so commonly in the hands of mortals. So yeah, investiture, magical energy, lots of it. There it in is. The hands of mortal people. Yep. Investiture. And I like how annoyed the note is that it's like, yeah, the planet's literally been moved, which, by the way, makes it horrible trying to keep track of history because of the different calendars. That is the kind of thing that ignore that just would drive like uh, uh, someone studying this place crazy. It's like, okay, so you're telling me that a year was like five months at one point, and then it was ten months at another point. How the fuck am I supposed to track that? <laughs> Uh, but th- what this person finds most interesting about the magic, uh, or at least has the largest potential to impact the Cosmere, is hemallergy. Usable by anyone with the right knowledge, this dangerous creation has proven able to warp souls regardless of planet or investiture. Wait, so I want to back up there for a second. Mm-hmm. If if they said a year was five months when it was closer to the sun, that means Vin can't have been 20... 20- her age wouldn't have been right. That didn't make any I, sense. I was just throwing out a random number. I don't oh, know. Oh, I was like, I don't remember is. that part in there, but that doesn't no. make any sense. I don't know how long a year actually was. Yeah. But uh, they'd have to calculate it differently, I guess, because 
because it couldn't just be their science couldn't have just said it was one revolution around the earth because i mean that's true if you're closer to the sun you're going to revolve around it much quicker yep so maybe vin wasn't 16 years old in our years she was like 12 12 that's creepy no let's yeah that is creepy Maybe, yeah, maybe it went the other way. Maybe their year was 12 months and now it's like 14 months or something. Yeah, it could maybe. be too. Maybe. Yeah. The, the system itself is kind of boring, but the the planet is interesting, especially since people used to live on a very small section of it. Uh, that, yeah, that's basically it. It's just like, this place is really interesting to me as someone who studies magic, an arcanist, as it said. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're into Name of the Wind territory now. Right? It, it, it does feel a little bit <laughs> Name of the Windy. Okay, so to the actual chapters. The essays are one of my favorite parts, uh, uh, maybe my favorite part other than the, the charts about uh, Arcanum Unbounded, but uh, it, it, it definitely is more impactful when you know what the heck they're talking about. So I, I get that it's, uh, you guys are just like, this just raises more questions. I don't understand <laughs> half the stuff that they said. Uh, so we start all the way back at uh, Kelsier versus the Lord Ruler, which, yeah. When I first read it, that's not where I expected to be either. I didn't know what to expect from Secret History, but it wasn't, hey, let's go back and see what happened to Kelsier after he died. And I like that we're in his head, and he uses the 11th medal, and he sees that same thing that Vin saw of, like, another person standing next to the Lord Ruler who's basically looks like that mountain guide that Roshek was once upon a time. And Kelsier thinks, can I use this? No. <laughs> Nothing useful here. Damn you, Gemmel. <laughs> So he, he definitely does not make the connection that Vin eventually makes, but uh, you can't necessarily blame him for that. I think the weirdest bit, the weirdest part about all this is like the other image he sees of Rushek is he looks very happy and smiling. I'm like, when was Rushek ever a nice guy? Even before he like ascended, Alendi and Quan both said he was kind of a dick. That's true. <laughs> they, said he was, they said he was hot-headed. Yeah. Okay. Well, and he was especially hateful of people like Alendi's uh, nationality or whatever. So maybe when he wasn't around those guys, he was happy. Maybe. And we get the scene where the Lord was like, I killed you. And Kelsier gives his speech, but like, I am hope you can't kill me. And then he gets slapped really hard. And he's like, wow, that hurt. There was a tearing sensation. And uh, like he stands up after a minute and he's like, he was alive, kind of. But he's just like in this misty place with nothing really. There's a tiny sun, but nothing else really solid. He's like, well, that was thoroughly awful. Which, yeah, dying, not usually <laughs> super fun. It did seem there was an afterlife, which was a pleasant discovery. And gradually the place starts to solidify into not really solid, but it's like the mist kind of turns into shapes that he can sort of tell what they are. And also things that are made of metal start to glow. And then he notices that there's other glowing things. And when he gets closer, they are people. It's like uh, there's a glow within them. And he's like, oh, so metal and souls are the same thing. Who would have thought? Looks down, sees his corpse. He's like, oh, well, that sucks. Vin shows up and is kneeling over his body. And he says, ah, oh, child, I'm sorry. And he touches her and he gets like when he touches her, he gets like a more solid picture of her with the, her tears and stuff. And he feels kind of bad about the last thing he said to her, because if you remember the last thing he said, it was like, you still have a lot yeah. to learn about friendship. It wasn't exactly nice parting words. He wasn't True. wrong either, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kelsey didn't think something through? Shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and he also didn't know he was going to die right then. That's that's true. It's like he, like he burned the 11th medal and like saw that saw the two things. Like, 
well, that didn't work. Guess we're back to plan B. Shit. <laughs> well, I don't. He didn't necessarily expect the Lord Ruler to show up when he went off to that fight to rescue like Spook and uh, people. But that turned out to be a trap from with an Inquisitor driving the carriage and such. So, you know, these things happen. It was a busy day. And then Ham comes to drag Vin off. And that's when the mysterious voices uh, shows up. It's like, you let him kill you. And Kelsier turns around. He's like, oh, geez, it's a guy and not like a misty guy like uh, everyone else. But it's a, it's a dude with a wool coat that goes down almost to his feet and a conical skirt and a knife in his belt. So now we know how the misspirit stabs people. Yeah, exactly. He's short with black hair and a prominent nose, which I think I don't remember if that description. Uh, I, I feel like the nose part of the description may have been back in the. Yeah, the no, that's drops in Hero of Ages, too. I, I went back and checked the book, but that's definitely it. Yeah. And Kelsier's like, who are you? And the guy's like, oh, I think, you know, And he looks into his eyes and they're deep, eternal pools or whatever. And Kelsier goes, oh, hell, there's actually a god. And when the guy says, yes, Kelsier, it says Kelsier decked him. <laughs> Brilliant. Of course he did. God didn't dodge. <laughs> so Kelsier's punched him right in the face. And Kelsier has kind of a point. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? If you're real, how do you let this crap happen? Because right now the Inquisitors are out there, like, attacking the crowd with their axes and slaughtering indiscriminately. And dude is like, I, I do what I can, man. It is in motion, you see. And we have to remember, we know that that Preservation gave up most of his mind to seal Ruin into his prison, like, thousands of years ago. So this is just the brain that's left over, the little bit of intelligence that wasn't destroyed then. And then other people start showing up. And each one of them also has uh, the same guy pop up standing next to them. And Preservation stands up. He's like, dude, nobody's ever done that before. And uh, Kelsey was like, what, really? Like, I feel like somebody should have. <laughs> but souls are usually too disoriented, which, yeah, for most people, probably death's kind of disorienting experience. I, I could get that. Some of them do run, though. And then he sees a dead ska woman who's appeared in, in here, and she fades but not fades exactly. She stretches to like some distant point and vanishes. And Kelsey's like, okay, so what is going on here? And President's like, well, this, you didn't think this was it, really. Like, this is not the afterlife. This is just the in-between part before beyond the somewhere else where souls go. Uh, it takes longer for Alamancers to go than for normal people, but everyone goes. And Preservation tries to show up whenever each person dies to comfort them as they uh, move on. So that's nice. Man, that just sounds busy. Yeah, but apparently he can, like, produce a bunch of himself, so... I guess. One of them can be, like, kicking up, watching some TV while the others are doing the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Dr. Manhattan feel. It's just like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna do this while my other piece of me is doing this. It's like, you, you didn't stop working when you were having sex with me? He's like, no, no, I made my other part of me do that. <laughs> it's very important work, you know? Yep. Also, apparently most people go willingly, so it's not, not too bad, I guess. Kelsey is the yeah. first one to deck him, so. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of thing Doxon might have done. But then again, Doxon's not an Alamancer, so he doesn't stay very long, I guess. Damn it. I was kind of banking on him showing up and like and having a part in these books. And now you said that. It's like, oh, you're right. Shit. I'm still bitter over over his loss. <laughs> and then Kelsey decides that he, he can feel the tug. And he's like, nope, not yet. We need a plan. And he's like, wait, a plan? It's like, to get me out of this. I might need your help. <laughs> He's like, there, there's not a way out of this. And Kelsey says, that's a terrible attitude. We'll never get anything done if you talk like that. 
All I could hear was Dak going, not with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and dude's trying to like comment. He's like, hey, it's okay to feel uncertain. A lot of people get anxious, but he's trying to comfort him. And Kelsey's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't have time for that. Uh, has anyone ever not been pulled into the beyond? And the guy's like, no, everybody, I told you, everybody goes. And uh, Kelsier says, you got to have some idea what I could try, Fuzz. <laughs> he's like, what did you call me? He's like, I got to call you something. So Fuzz. And dude's like, you could try my lord. And Kelsier says, that's a terrible nickname for a crew member. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Fuzz does sound like a name that would fit among Kelsier's crew. Fuzz, spook. I mean, come on. Clubs. Ambrose, yeah. Docs. Vin. Yeah, Vin's name was just conveniently... Uh, I guess right Kelsier, length. too. Kelsier doesn't have, like, a nickname. Her real name is actually Vincenza, and uh, <laughs> he shortened it. Reen shortened it. It's like, no, yep. we, can't get you, we can't get you into one of these thieving crews with that name. And Kelsier's like, okay, look, I need a team, and as you can see, I don't have a lot of options. I'd rather have Docs, but, uh, you know, you'll have to do. And... He's just like, okay, look, you said you want to come for me, right? Well, this is how you come for me. Just humor me, because you said that uh, it's not going to matter what I do, right? And God sighs. He's like, okay, it would be better if you accepted what was happening and moved on. And he tells Kelsier, you're a distinctively strange man. And Kelsier says, you don't know my friends. Next to them, I'm normal. Ideas, please. I don't think that that's fair. Uh, Kelsier's friends are not stranger than him. In fact, they, most of their conversations about him talked about how weird he was to them. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. He's not going to admit that to a god. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, they're not here to stick up for themselves. They're weird. I'm not. <laughs> but Kelsier is very quickly running his scam on uh, this god. And he manages to fast talk him pretty well into revealing some information such as uh, he's like, OK, well, why are you here? you don't get pulled to the beyond. And he's like, well, I'm a God. And Kelsier's like, a God, not capital G God. Got it. Noted for later use. And he's like, okay, well, so why is a God immune? What about you makes you immune? And he's like, well, everything. It's like, I can't help but thinking you aren't pulling your weight on this team, Fuzz. Come on. <laughs> so we find out Alamancers last longer. And so do Pharaoh chemists. So Kelsier's like, okay, people with power. And in point of fact, it is uh, going back to that term investiture. It's people who have magical powers are invested, as they put it. Their souls have this energy, more energy. So that is why they're lasting longer here. And he's like, well, what about the Lord Ruler? He doesn't die. And Fuzz is like, well, he has, you know, he's a special case. He has this whole thing uh, that he doesn't die in the first place, so he doesn't have to worry about going on. I really feel like preservation is the beleaguered guy in IT support. <laughs> he's, just, he's like he's just trying to help people solve their problem and get on and get on with things and then he's got this one guy on the phone in Kelsia who just won't stop asking questions and Kelsia, and preservation's like look i've told you what you need to do you just need to do this and then your problems are solved and he's like no no i need to do this first and like and preservation's like ah oh, for god's sake and then i mentioned um the lord ruler and he's just like oh that guy never needs tech support he's fantastic he sorts his shit out <laughs> Yeah, he's my favorite. You're the worst. Thank you for calling for tech support. <laughs> I like I like that uh, that simile because it's very much he, he's just frustrated and sighing with him, and he's like, uh, this, I don't even have to be here. I choose to try to comfort everyone as they die, and this is some bull. It's like I am trying to help you. Stop not accepting my help. <laughs> mm. 
but uh, he finds out that the Lord Ruler held enough power to expand his soul when he ascended. And Kelsier's like, aha, so there I got to figure out how to expand my soul. Got it. See, we're already making progress. And God says, oh, yeah, seeing the Lord Ruler expand his soul, that was great. He's now preserved with a capital P. I'm glad you didn't find a way to destroy him. And so you can see preservation, uh, his desire to preserve, where it's just like, this guy is the best because he doesn't die. He's like the one thing that is permanently preserved. It's awesome. It's my favorite. And Kelsier's like, but he's a tyrant, Fuzz. And Preservation's like, well, yeah, but he doesn't change. It's so great. <laughs> Instancy. He's consistently a tyrant. That's what I like about him. <laughs> so predictable. Well, and he, he makes a point where he's like, Kelsier's like, why don't you get rid of him and help? And he's like, well, but that would be hasty. I mean, if we got rid of him, then there would just be a more transient leader who wasn't immortal. And so people would be overthrowing other people, killing people, cats and dogs, living together, mass hysteria. And I mean, with the Siege of Luthadel, he's not wrong. It is kind of exactly what happened after the Lord Ruler died. <laughs> so he kind of knows what he's talking about. Kelsier didn't plan that far ahead, didn't think necessarily about what was going to happen after. So, and he doesn't care to listen when pres- Preservation is trying to explain this to him. It's like, dude, just killed me. I don't need to hear how great you think he is. Yeah, no, I can see how you'd hold a grudge there. Yeah. And Kelsier's like, well, hey, if you love watching somebody expand their soul so much, why don't I do that? And he's like, no, no, no. The, the power at the Well of Ascension won't be ready for a year yet, so. And he just keeps dropping these breadcrumbs for Kelsier to pick up. And Kelsier's like, oh, power's coming back to the Well of Ascension, huh? Okay. And uh, Fuzz is like, oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's really far away, so it's too bad. I guess you'll just have to go. <laughs> and uh, Kelsey was like, okay, so it turns out God's a terrible liar. Also good to know. <laughs> and Preservation's like, no, I, I don't want to put let you go to the Well of Ascension, because you might just add to his power, so you're going to have to go. Which we know that uh, Ruin is stuck in there, so I guess Preservation is worried that it's going to add to Ruin's power to put Kelsier, uh, his energy could add to Ruin. That would be bad. If well, he, was, it gets he was banging unbalanced. on about how Ruin is leaking and everything else. So, mm. And then Kelsier uh, has a gambit where he's like, okay, I guess I'll just sit down and let myself go. <laughs> uh, Kelsier being dramatic again. <laughs> he is such a drama queen. <laughs> I like how his response is, is like, yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. No, you're getting it. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, hey, what did you ask me when I first showed up? And he's like, oh, right, you let him kill you. I didn't expect that. And Kelsey says, but you're God. Can't you see the future? And he says, well, a little bit. It's There's so many possibilities. It's hard to pick out this one. I didn't see this one among all those possibilities. And he's like, you didn't even try to fight him. And Kelsey's like, well, I used the 11th medal. And he's like, oh, that's foolishness. That was Ruin's influence on you, which we know it kind of was. Yep. But Preservation doesn't understand, like, why did he want you to have that medal? But also Preservation was really impressed by that fight with the Inquisitor. He's like, I, that's, I, I've seen a lot of shit, and that was pretty good. Like the rest of us, that was his favorite part of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that he saw, Kelsier's like, I saw this past version of him, but I saw, like, the moment that he was at the Well of Ascension, which I kind of skipped over that when we were reviewing, but... He saw as he's dying, like this this moment. And Preservation's like, 
Did, okay. Oh. So yeah, like metal being flared during the transition, you got a glimpse into the spiritual realm, uh, his connection and his past. You were using Addy's essence, unfortunately. One shouldn't trust it, even in diluted form. So, do we not have any idea what that is? Well, from the way he's mm. talking, it seems like he's like this Atty ruins real name or his pre-ascension name or something. Yeah, that's what like, I was guessing. Yeah, he's like really down on it. It's like, oh yeah, that's that that's a bad thing. Like you know, you don't want you don't want to use that sort of influence. I'm just like, that's exactly what you were saying about ruins power a second ago. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I mean Addy, Addyum, so mm. that would you know kind of fits. And the the eleventh metal is an alloy of Addyum and gold, so yeah. there's your diluted form of yeah. You guys, yeah. yeah. Wait, what was the metal, the bead metal that gives him powers called? Uh, Lorassium. So maybe his name is Loras, Liras. Leroy. <laughs> Leroy. 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 <laughs> no, uh, yeah, maybe his name's Leras or Laris. And Kelsier's like, wait, another god? And you say you trapped him. He's like, yeah, he's going to get out eventually, but the prison isn't my last gambit. It can't be. So we're sitting here at Preservation that doesn't even have any idea about his own plans because most of his brain is gone. It's like, what did I do last century? But, uh, Kelsier starts thinking, maybe I should just go, and he kind of starts drifting, and God's like, yeah, there you go. Good job, Kelsier. Uh, farewell. You served him more often than you did me, but I can respect your intentions and your remarkable ability to preserve yourself. And Kelsier's like, I saw it, the Well of Ascension, in a cave. And Fuzz's like, yeah, that's where I put it. But but he moved it. Yeah, of course he did. Where would the Lord Roller move it to? And then he figures it out. A building within a building, hidden within the palace, and he opens his eyes and starts to run. And Preservation realizes that he's been uh, hoodwinked. Although he doesn't quite realize. Like, he's, he's just like, oh, so he just thinks the Kelsier's running. He's like, you are a runner. Eh? You're not going to accomplish anything. And it's not until a minute later that he realizes, oh, he calls him a zinc-tongued raven when he figures out where he's going. He's like, you're not going to reach it in time. Because he's already starting to stretch out to that infinity point. And Kelsier's like, please... If you want to see something spectacular, help me live and I will show you spectacular. And finally, the uh, the desire to preserve kind of overcomes what you might call good sense in this case. And he's like, OK, Kelsier, be preserved. And he gives him a shove into the well. He's like, be preserved. I don't think you're going to like it, but <laughs> he tried to warn him that it's not a great idea. But Kelsier's not good at taking advice. <laughs> He goes, this is preservation, and boots him in. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, Kelsier is, he's, uh, he tells, he's in the well, and he's like, yeah, so you're part of the power now, Kelsier. He's like, yeah, I can feel it. Like, you're trapped in there, of course. I did warn you, this is a prison. And Kelsier goes, ah, well, but I'm alive. And he says, according to a very loose definition of the word, and Kelsier's like, yeah, good enough. The survivor is living up to his name. And then in the second chapter, it starts out with immortality was proving to be more frustrating than Kelsier had anticipated. (laughs) He's just going boring. And and the thing is, we know at this point, because this is before the Lord Ruler dies, which is like the night uh, after Kelsier dies. So he hasn't been here for a few hours yet. And he's like, this place sucks. I'm already sick of being immortal. Uh and he's like, no, yeah, it's a prison. I can't walk very far from this pool before I'm basically, like, 
pulled back by spirit chains or something. Or misty chains. He spends hours trying to break free before he gives up. Like, dude, God told you it was a uh, prison. Maybe you should have listened. Yeah, but he's also kind of scatterbrained. You're not wrong. It's like, like, oh, I thought this was the prison. Turns out this is actually just like, um, this is just the pantry. <laughs> Go have oh, the other one was cereal. the prison. Shit, my bad. I like the thought that there's a second wall of ascension, but it's just where preservation keeps his dry goods. <laughs> uh, but I like that it says that uh, a short time after Kelsier's preservation, Fuzz just got distracted by something and disappeared. So Kelsier's just sitting alone in uh, in the uh, prison well. <laughs> and I'm just like, ugh, now even Fuzz is gone. <laughs> Wish Spook was here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there like, what happened? I mean, is the plan going to work? Uh, and then some Inquisitors show up. He can't tell what they are at first, but uh, their eyes are, I guess, glowing with metal. And he's like, oh, okay, those are Inquisitors. And they've got a dead, headless Inquisitor with them, the one that Kelsier just killed, and a jar of liquid with spikes that uh, they're carrying. And Fuzz shows up, he's like, oh yeah, they store the spikes in blood so that uh, they can use them again. Because we know that if a spike is out of a body, it gradually loses energy. We learned that in Hero of Ages. Apparently, if yeah. you shove it in a, in a jar of blood, it kind of uh, stops the well, degradation. You know. Hemalurgy, come on, etymology again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but nothing in that name implies they need to be pickled. <laughs> you put some dill in there with the blood, it'll be great. <laughs> and uh, Kelsey's like, do they do this a lot? And he's like, yeah, every time one of them dies. I don't, think, I don't think they even know what they're doing. There's no point in tossing a body into the pool. Ruin just likes the smell. Mm. And let's see. Yeah, they toss the body into the well and then the head. And they both just evaporate. So maybe you don't want to step into the pool is what we're learning. I don't know. But Fuzz is here and Kelsey's like, hey, hey, dude, is, is, listen, is my plan working? And Fuzz is like, plan? Yeah, I had a plan once back when I was smart. And Kelsey's like, no, 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 my plan. We were doing this whole thing. And Fuzz is like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, he's killing me, you know. He wants me gone before the next cycle. Maybe I can hold out. You hear me, Rowan? I'm not dead yet. And Kelsier's like, oh, shit, God's going insane. This is just what I need. <laughs> and so he's like, I know you can change what uh, I write. You've made our religion all about you. They hardly even remember the truth anymore. And then he's he's kind of just ranting, and Kelsier's just there to hear it. He's like, I needed a sign, something he couldn't change. A sign of the weapon. The boiling point of water? Maybe freezing point? But what if the unit's changed? So he's like, he leans in and whispers, 16. And Kelsier's like, what the fuck? Are you 16? What? It's the age of consent for me. <laughs> oh, no. And Fuzz is like, what? Is, don't you think that's clever? 16, come on. And Kelsier's like, because why? And Fuzz is like, the number of metals in Alamancy. Duh. Because you're like, there's only 10. I mean, 11 if you count the new one that I found. And Fuzz is like, no, that's stupid. 16. <laughs> oh, gosh. They'll ha the sure, they're sure to see. They'll have to see. <laughs> Don't be an idiot, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that's the stupid. You're stupid. Stop being stupid. 
they came very close uh, to completely missing that. It wasn't until almost the end they figured out that 16 was important. And then, of course, Yeoman is like, oh, yeah, no, 16, the number of Alamanic metals, sure. Not that I know what they are, but th- yeah, that's got to be. So Yeoman got it at least, kind of. <laughs> he understood the importance of 16. And told no one. Yeah. But then Fuzz is like, jerks his head up towards the ceiling, and he's just like, what did you do? And Kelsier's smiling. He's like, ha, I have hoped. Which that's a stupid. Shut up, Kelsier. <laughs> he's like, he was perfect. He was the only one of you. That... And then the Lord Ruler spirit shows up, still clothed in black and white. Young Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Uh, bringing it back. And he just kind of strolls into the room. Looks over at Kelsier. Is like, I killed you twice. <laughs> why? Why is this guy still here? Why would he leave me alone? <laughs> why would he go? And then I think my favorite line of the the thing is when Kelsier's like, "Yeah, we're all aware of how strikingly incompetent you are. I'm glad to see that you're beginning to see it yourself. That's the first step towards change. That's that's just classic." <laughs> And now he, I mean, he can say whatever he wants to Lord Ruler now. He doesn't have to worry about getting killed again. <laughs> and it's, his eyes passed over Fuzz, and the Lord Ruler gave him not much consideration. He's more interested in Kelsier than he is in the god standing there. And he's like, that grin is insufferable. I did kill you. <laughs> and Fuzz kind of steps into the conversation, be like, it's my duty to be with you during the transition. And Lord Ruler's like, shut up. <laughs> And uh, he wants he, he, the Lord Ruler wants Kelsey to know it's like you think you won, but you have doomed everyone. You've brought ruin upon the world. You're just one of his pawns, thinking you control your own destiny. Like, only a year, so close, and I would have again ransomed this undeserving planet. See, even dead, he's still a superior asshole. So once again, don't feel bad about him. Yeah, all that talk in Hero of Ages, like, he wasn't a bad guy. It, 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 he really was. He was. He did some good things, or he tried some good things, but he still was a terrible person. Yeah. He was like, I was going to save all you people. Not that you deserve it, but I was going to. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and Fuzz is still trying to be like, this is just an in-between step. You're going to move on. Your soul <laughs> oh will God, move on. Oh, God, he's going off script. <laughs> Please move on. Please go. <laughs> but when he calls him Roshek, Kelsier gets it, which you, you have to put it right in his face and be like, hey, this is Roshek. He's like, oh, of course. He's really the terrorist Pac-Man guy. And that's how you've been immortal? You're It's a trick? How'd you become an Alamancer? Lord Ruler, not interested in answering any of his questions. He just kind of sticks his hand into the light and kind of runs it around in there like, huh, that's interesting. Well, whatever. Counselor's like, so what now? You gonna you gonna stay here? And Lord Ruler laughs at him. He's like, with an impotent mouse and a half-blooded rat, please. And then he just closes his eyes and goes. So I guess Kelsier is the half-blood rat, and preservation is the impotent mouse. Yeah, I got. I would say so. That's what I thought. Yeah. I feel like he's making Kelsier out to be bigger than like because the rat is bigger than a mouse, right? So he's. Well. Kelsey has control of his faculties. That's a good point. I was thinking maybe he just hates rats more than mice. So he was like, you're the rat. I hate you. That's fair. And Kelsey was like, wait, he left? 
And Fuzz is like, yeah, he went to somewhere else. I mean, everything passes. Nothing's eternal. That's what Addy always said. And Kelsier's like, but he could have stayed. And Fuzz is like, I told you, by this point, rational people want to go. Sane people don't want to stay imprisoned in a freaky fountain thing. <laughs> and uh, then Kelsier's just standing there. At Fuzz leaves. And Kelsier's just standing there staring at the columns and waiting for something. It's like he's like wasn't sure what confirmation celebration some sort of change but nobody comes were the ska the rulers of society he would have liked to see the deaths of the noble ranks treated in turn as they had treated their slaves so he's going to be kind of disappointed i think um yeah all he can do is sit and wait and that is the end of what we read so um, this is a good news bad news set of uh, chapters for kelsier um, or bad news, good news, bad news. Like you died, but you lived, but it sucks. So I don't know. Let's you take do, the good. Uh, you take the bad. You take them both. There you go. Facts life. We have five parts left. Uh, some of them are longer than this one. This is one of the shorter parts, actually. I think. Where do you guys think this is going to go? We talked about that a little bit, but let's do some predicaments what do you guys think is going to happen in secret history now that we have at least some concept of what it's about well, yeah like i said i was kind of hoping that we would just get more dachshund but like, he's not an alamancer so he's probably not going to hang around that long and even if he did he dies before vin releases the power at the well so uh, let's assume that when she releases the power kelsey gets out and is free to roam the land as an invisible ghost he's not going to meet up with dachshund because dachshund will be gone by that point probably clubs will be too but He'll probably hang around and just watch the stuff happening in Hero of Ages, and I'm I'm not sure if he's had a conversation with Ruin or if that if that'll happen before he gets released from the well, because it seems like they're both in there. Like Preservation is yelling at Ruin while he's down there, so he's like, can can Ruin yell back? Maybe they'll be friends. <laughs> like, how long you in for, bro? <laughs> Eternity. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it, then they'll, it, have a, they'll have a falling out when they re, when uh, Kelsey <laughs> realizes he's been using Vin for his own ends, and Ruin's like, "Dude, that's exactly what you were doing." <laughs> he's wrong. Uh, this is the third spinoff sitcom, Kelsey and Ruin. <laughs> Trouble in the well. It would be nice to get another scene of Kelsey and Doxon, right? Doxon dies like cursing Kelsey. So imagine if Kelsey gets to be there when he crosses over to the other side, and the first thing he sees is Kelsey, and he's like, "Fuck you," <laughs> or maybe he's like. Oh, man, I love you so much. Why'd you leave me, Kel? I always hated you the most. Blair. <laughs> uh, I miss Doxon. Who doesn't? Brandon, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Doxon. Okay, predicament. So I think that Joe was right with Kelsia speaking to Spook. Perhaps if Spook is just temporarily crossed over i don't know if you can go back I, I don't know if that's a situation you didn't really die but you saw the light maybe kelsey has spoken to him like real kelsey so i think that's pretty on the money i also think that maybe kelsey is the mist ghost that stabbed ellen not necessarily the mist mm. ghost that was out and about but it does seem like a convenient location for kelsey to to be and if he's been there long enough maybe he can by that point manifest himself or have stolen preservation's knife or, or something it just doesn't sound like something preservation would try and do to to stab him hmm. i don't know but i think maybe that will happen there as well 
I like this idea that Kelsier is going to, like, pick his pocket and take his knife. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he finds his own knife or fashions his own knife. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. But he's sort of in that perfect position. If he's tethered to the well, that, that puts him, you know, right in the exact spot to to be able to do something pretty drastic to make things happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the right place for that moment. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I've got, really. All right. Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about this uh, in the middle of what we were talking about here, but I think this is really going to be secret history from Kelsier's perspective, basically all three of the books, and maybe even a little bit past, so that we can kind of see maybe him interact with Sazed a little bit. So yeah, I think Kelsier will kind of be able to somehow project his consciousness like, uh, like Preservation ends up doing, and be able to kind of see the things that are happening, or maybe preservation will give him that insight. And whether encouraged by preservation to act or Kelsier manifests his own powers, I think that they are going to kind of be the ones we've seen in the background of these these books kind of push the characters towards certain things. Uh, and I think we'll definitely see that pick up in uh, in uh, the third book during Secret History. So, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. I kind of like this getting this kind of background stuff and to know that Kelsier's looking on through the force or whatever you want to call it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's going to give us, uh, I, I'll just say it's going to give us a lot of interesting opportunities to see some stuff from a different angle. So that'll be nice. Okay. For next time we are reading part two, which is four chapters long, two of them being very, very short chapters, like the shortest stuff we've ever read basically. But so four chapters, we're reading part two. Well, I'm the well, it's just well, I feel like you're like, Oh, Oh, well, uh, so yes, that is next time. Shouldn't take us too terribly long to read that one. We have lots of emails this time, but because we're going to record these back-to-back, I'm going to do... we got like six emails. I'm going to do like three this time. We'll do three for the next one, since it's unlikely we will get more before we do the next record. So, uh, let's see. We got one from Caden. It says, Finally caught up. Great podcast. Five stars. Hi, found your podcast a couple weeks ago. I finished all the Cosmere books a couple months back. And I am always looking for a good book club that discusses everything in detail as you guys do. My job, ship designer, prevents me from watching YouTube while working from home. But listening to audiobooks and podcasts has been a godsend. It helps me ward off the feeling that I'm alone in my home and keeps me entertained. Only problem is I end up binging through a lot of episodes every day. And now that I finally caught up, I don't know what I'm going to do. Off to go find a large book series to listen to. Lightbringer series seems like a good candidate. Sorry for the rant. I keep hearing Lightbringer is good. I've... I might do that at some point. I'm 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 on book five of of the Wheel of Time now. So holy shit! I'm still on book four. You just power oh, really? through. Yeah, I, I I read once I start reading, uh, I go pretty quick. Yep, uh, he has been known to do that. I'm still not sure. I love the series, but I don't hate it. So uh, continuing is going to happen for now at least. He says about the podcast, it was great, good quality, intelligent participants. I couldn't pick up even a third of what you guys picked up in your read-through. Looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for the company through the worst times. Jealous I don't have a friend group like yours who shares similar interests. P.S. Awaiting excitedly for others' minds to be blown reading Secret History from new fan Caden. So, yeah. I was all, I'm also waiting to, to see minds blown multiple times as we read Secret History. We'll see if it happens. Mm. Jamie's just going to be like, oh, no, I predicted that. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our minds are apparently going to be blown, you guys. I, I'm I, excited I, for that. I think Spoiler Kelsier, alert. 
I think Kelsier being alive was in the fact that we're going to follow him after his death. Well, alive, quote unquote. Yeah, supposed I mean, to be alive. alive. First mind blowing thing. It's like, oh, geez, this is a Kelsier story. Yeah. All I'm saying is I'm going in pre blown now. Thanks for that, Caden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some places you'd have to pay extra for that. Uh, the next one is from Angela Prime. It says, hey. Someone asked whether those who email remember if they've emailed or if it's a surprise. So I thought as a frequent emailer, I would weigh in. I usually remember that I've emailed, but there is a span of like three ish episodes that the email could be featured in, depending on when I sent it or in when you guys are recording and whether you get a lot of emails in a given week. So when my emails are read, I'm always a little bit surprised, even if I should have expected it. Yeah, that makes sense. We're, we're not shocking uh, Angela, at least. But there's a little <laughs> like, oh, yay, this is my email time. I guess it depends on how up to date you are as well. Like if you've emailed and you're fairly early on or, or you know, a late a late comer to the, the podcast, it could be a really long time before you hear your email. Whereas Angela's emailing us fairly frequently and is pretty up to date. So Yeah, she's usually pretty up to date. Sometimes yeah. she's like, Oh, I I was working a lot, so I haven't I've missed the last like few weeks and then she powers through them. But or you could be Caden powering through them and so uh got through them all in like a couple of weeks i think he said so it's a solid yeah. effort right oh yeah i i mean i'm not even doing that when they pop up on my feed i usually just go to the end because that's when the predictions are are <laughs> and uh and when we get the email so it reminds me of what's been going on we actually also have an email from angela too but i'm gonna save angela two for tomorrow since we have angela prime today totally works Ooh. so by tomorrow for them you mean next week well yeah sorry we're recording these Back to back, like I said, more or less. So the, the last one we're going to do today is from Bernardo. Says, hey, Data, new emailer here. I was just listening to this week's podcast and realized how much you guys love to spin some elements of the book into alternate shows. So I have a challenge for you. It says Quandavision. Quandavision. <laughs> uh, sure. nah, before, before I say anything else, I'll let you guys go. What's Quandavision about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Quan, Quan Division is the story of Quan running through the world while um, Rashek tries to track him down and turn him into a blob monster. Mm. It's basically the fugitive starring Quan. I was about to say, that's mm. the fugitive. That's what we're uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, Quan Division is um, when Quan finds the body of Elendi and uses weird ferrochemy powers to make like a world where he and Elendi are buddies again and they're still. Uh, and and you know he's he's making a perfect world, but then outside forces, aka Rasha, come in and say, "Hey man, this isn't right. You're torturing these people." And then uh, <laughs> that sounds like Rasha. So, so then yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. he hates torturing people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's my thing. Like, you're right. <laughs> he's like, you're right. I'm I'm gonna roam the earth. Like kung fu. Sure, or you know, jewels and Pulp Fiction. Right, right. Gotcha. And then the the next door neighbor with a catchy um, theme song can be the tree that can think. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's the tree exactly. Sure. Call him. We call oh, yeah, him Baki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu. The guy's name is Kane, right? So Quan yeah. fits. Sure. One syllable with a K. Yeah. Uh, so, so he says, I have no idea what the show might be about. Perhaps talking trees. But the name seemed too funny not to share. <laughs> it is very clever. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go with. It's Quan living in a share house with a whole bunch of inquisitors. Ooh. Yeah. We did talk uh, about like real back world then, style like, or what if Quan was the first inquisitor or something? So Yeah. 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 
Kwan's the darling of reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> There's this new upstart in the house that no one likes. His name is Car. <laughs> oh, that guy. Car and Kwan. They, yeah, they're, they're, there's there's a show. I don't, I don't yeah. know what they do, but Car's trying to get close to my nephew, but he doesn't know. My nephew, he doesn't care. <laughs> Or, or maybe it's more like what was what was Carr's wife? We decided. Do not remember her name? Karen. 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 So maybe it's like it's like the Dick Van Dyke show with Quan and Karen as like you know the main characters, and then Quan is like the kooky neighbor <laughs> <laughs> with his talking <laughs> trees in his backyard. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's the neighbor's like, please just leave me alone. I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Karen drops out of a closet full of uh, what was it full of in the dream episode? Oh, uh, walnuts. Remember. It's like, yeah. like nut, nuts or something? Yeah. yeah. Karen drops out of a closet full of walnuts and cars like, man, I got to stop drinking, or I got to stop putting team allergy spikes in me. This is getting crazy. That was one spike too far. It's like he yeah. opens the pantry and there's just all these jars of spikes in blood. He's like, oh. Ew. Which one do I want tonight? Let's see. <laughs> Uh, the email ends with looking forward to hearing everyone's reactions to the end of the series and whatever books you read next. You guys have been doing an awesome job so far. Best of luck, Benny. So thank you. Thanks, man. We'll try to maintain our level of uh, awesomeness. Everything is awesome. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone who sent emails. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and such places as that or on the podbean site listen to us directly from podbean or the podbean app if uh if that's your your jam it's it's often a, a source of discussion on the the discord it's like what are different podcasting apps that people use and which one is better and i'm like i don't bother finding the best one i'm sure there's much better ones i just have apple Podcasts because it's convenient but that's me what po- what apps do you guys use to listen to podcasts i'm curious Mainly Apple Podcasts. I also use SoundCloud a bit when I, because there's some podcasts that I listen to that have been going for a long, long time, and iTunes like takes some episodes just like out of the library. But uh, usually fans do a good job of uploading those to SoundCloud, so I use that quite a bit. Oh, interesting. Pretty much only use Spotify. Yeah, that's a popular one. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Okay, just curious. Uh, so. The new song, Music by Miracle of Sound, and the new song, like I said, was Upside Down. And also, if you guys, uh, I talked about it a little bit before, but I, he, Miracle of Sound has just released the new version of Take It Back, the song that we were using for Hero of Ages. So if you love that song, you can go out and get the new version of that. Which Sweet. Cool. Uh, other than that, four chapters for next time, and wasing to the time of next, everyone. To the back of the fall. And when everything is upside down.